Bueller. 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 Thing. This is a whole different thing. This is a whole different thing than doing Harry Potter Minute. And uh, I'm stoked for it. But as I was reading, as I was reading the, the couple books that I've gotten about John Hughes already, and uh, as I was rewatching the movie, <laughs> and um, just kind of like doing some research to prepare for our first week of minutes, I felt incredibly ill-prepared like i have seen this movie so many times in my life but i know nothing about like what went into making this movie Mm -hmm. um i i didn't even appreciate like i always thought that ferris had a cool bedroom but i didn't even appreciate how elaborate and complicated and like detailed it is a super cool room until like like until i was like what is all this on the wall what what is all this like there's yeah. so much stuff it's like if i took a picture of your bedroom and i posted it which is like look at all of the things all the figures and all the like it's so complicated and then knowing that um reading that john hughes like decorated the bedroom um because it was supposed to be like very heavily inspired on the by the things that like he had on his walls when he was a teenager yeah um it was interesting i've been re- so i'm reading this book um it's like a life in hues or something weird like that. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh, it's uh, John Hughes, A Life in Film uh, is the book that I'm reading right now. And um, there is like a little piece of chapter on Ferris Bueller, but... The book as a whole is just all about, like, the workings of John Hughes. There's information about Ferris sprinkled in all over the place. Right. And I don't think we can really talk about Ferris Bueller without talking about, like, all the other John Hughes stuff. Okay. Um, Like, I feel like it's just going to come up. And because it's supposed to be really autobiographical, like, I think there are a lot of moments that are going to be like, oh, um, like this is inspired by like these events in his life or this is um the kind of thing that he's saying here i didn't even realize or like recognize the the kind of like wealth and status of like our characters like it just isn't a factor that i even thought about Mm -hmm. um until uh until reading that other that other book um life moves pretty fast that i got in preparation as well um there's just so much, Victoria. Someone recreated Ferris's bedroom for uh, an event that happened in Chicago last year called Ferris Fest. They, Ferris Fest. It was for the 30th anniversary, and you That's know what? Fun. They they recreated the parade scene. Oh wow! I know. That's cool. I like that. Makes me so happy. I love how passionate the community is. I'm like, as I'm doing my research, I'm re- like, Harry Potter has like a huge and ravenous fan base, but. Um, there, there's like an oversaturation of Harry Potter fan content. Whereas like, as I was looking at into, um, information for Ferris Bueller, 
um, seeing that like someone meticulously recreated his bedroom as an art piece or like Ferris Fest mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. It's just like, Ferris oh, Fest. like, I think that this is going to be like an entirely different kind of community that we're about to get involved into. Yes. I'm it's really excited. Not for this. the same at all. No. <laughs> um, it's going to be really interesting. I don't think I've actually seen all of the John Hughes movies. Um, and even if I have seen most of them, I ha- he he wrote a bunch that right. uh, that I haven't seen either. Not necessarily directed, but you know. Yeah. Um, the ones that he did directed direct he it said that uh he was very very protective of that material, and um he wanted to be the one to direct it himself because he felt like uh it any in the hands of another director it just wouldn't do it any justice. Um, the, uh, life in film book has an introduction uh, or a forward, if you would, Mm -hmm. written by Chris Columbus. Oh, how fun. Like what? Of course that would happen to us. Right. Like that seems so like coincident. That seems so like pointed. Right. Um, like how did this, it's because he was talking about, uh, home alone. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. I love Home Alone. Home Alone's uh, Home Alone's really great. Uh, Chris Columbus kind of owes John Hughes his life as a director. Like he had made a couple of movies or directed a couple of movies that were total flops, and then and then and then he and John struck up a relationship when he did Home Alone, and it turned his career around. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing a, I'm doing a, um, absurd amount of research beyond, uh, what I had anticipated, which is fun and I enjoy it. Um, but there's just so much more to dig into than like the sort of speculation of the story that JK Rowling created. Right. Because, because, Hogwarts and the Harry Potter universe is like a separate world from our own. And so it's entirely fantasy and there's, you know, um, this one's so entrenched in like Chicago and in the life of John Hughes. Like, I don't know. I want to talk very heavily about like all the posters on his wall and like just the stuff around his room. Stuff on the shelves, like his key, like his, his keyboard. His $8,000 keyboard, Victoria. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? I will talk about that. Um, when was the internet a thing? How did he change his, his the number of absences with the computer that he has at his house? He he hacked in, into in, the uh, school in computer. Nineteen eighty six. Yep. How? Extremely good hacking skills already at that at that age. Well, or, or, I'll def- I don't know. I'll figure that. Out. I'll have uh, to find someone who I can be like. Do you have any knowledge of how this works? Early, early internet. Yeah. Teach me how this worked, or how could he have done this? How could he have hacked into the school? It system? Seems like magic. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Like, could he have really done this? I never even considered the fact that, like, like I was always like, oh yeah, like you can use a computer to like hack into that computer. That's a thing that exists in the nowadays. But like, but 1986. Yeah, I'm like, oh wait a minute. Like, we might have had a computer when I was a kid, but it wasn't until like a decade later than when this movie came out. Um, 
I'm really excited. I love this movie so much. Do you have any favorite parts of this movie that you're like eager to get to? Well, now that I've seen this mini this movie a few times now within the past uh, month or so, yeah. like, I've I've watched it a, a, a good half dozen times sure. now, and I intend to watch it more times. I'm sure. I think it's short enough that it doesn't feel like a like a burden, like, like a daunting task yeah. to try to rewatch, mm-hmm. as opposed so, to those Harry Potter movies. Exactly. So I just like kept, I just keep rewatching it lately. Like within the last few days or so, I've probably, and within the last few days or so, I've probably seen it a half dozen times. I really like Cameron. Me too. I really, really like Cameron. I and I really like. Uh, I know Scott claimed those minutes where Cameron kind of like has, has his, his, little, bra- his little his in little the car in the car breakdown, yeah. which is very uh, is a really good part. I like that part. It's a good part. It is a good part because it's 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 that uh, it's Ferris being a bad influence and it's him <laughs> making that decision that like oh I Ferris has fair I think Ferris is a really good influence on Cameron Fly. Yes and no. Yes and no. There's it's not Ferris's place to to push something and at the same time it is something cameron has to do on his own and he does he does come to that conclusion he does um ferris bueller performs inception on cameron fry (laughs) (laughs) that's funny uh because because his decision to drag cameron out to go see chicago um, is sort of intended to like help him get over this psychosomatic illness that he has and like stand up to his father. Like, so you're saying he's not really sick. No, no, I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't know. I don't know. The, the psychosomatic came from the John Hughes book I'm reading. Okay. And I really want to think about that the next time I watch the movie. Uh, Ferris has a line where he says, like, can you imagine what it would have been like for him to grow up in that joint as a baby? Like, uh, if I lived in a house like that, I'd pray for illness too. Uh, which I think is, is kind of revealing knowing or having that like idea in the head that maybe it is just a result of, I've been in situations in my life where I was just letting my parents kind of pushed me into directions that I didn't want to go. And, uh, to the point that like, I went to a school after high school that I didn't want to go to. And I was very sick for a few months. Um, and it was all until that decision where I was like, I'm not going to stay here. And I like dropped out of that, of that particular school I was at. Um, I think, I think it could be in his head. I think it could be a result of like it this is this movie is all about Cameron's moment of um taking control of his life. Yeah, and I like that. I like him sticking up to his dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really see his dad, but you get the sense of like his dad is definitely not there for him. Well, that's and, exactly and that's his, exactly what they accomplished by not having him show up. Exactly. And his mom is not there for no, him. She's like they they seem to be very busy. Uh but he also seems they're very, very cold very well off like they have they have a lot of money very obviously as soon as you see the house for the first time you're like oh my like it's uh, beautiful he comes from money they work very hard they definitely put career first Mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing 
No. Um, he's their only child, I assume. He doesn't have any siblings. No, he doesn't have any siblings. So that makes it even harder. Meek being an only child. Yeah, I think that that's going to be something that's going to be really interesting to talk about is talking about like what it's like for Fer- uh, what it's like for Cameron versus Ferris. Like I uh, I think I'm going to try and get my sister on so that we can talk about like the relationship between Ferris and Jeannie. Mm-hmm. Because that is totally me and Morgan. I love Jeannie. Opinion. She's great. Um... I don't know. It's like I, I there's feel, a lot for us to dig into. I, I feel for him in the whole only child thing going on. It's a it's a different experience mm-hmm. dealing with that. I can imagine for him like it would it's very tough, but at the same time it's uh he like yeah, I assume he's also 18. He's graduating with mm-hmm. Ferris. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering what if they're if they're so not present, if they care enough to know if he has plans for after college or after high school and um, what his plans are, if they're pushing him. One into of something. my favorite, one of my favorite moments in the movie, is um, the scene where Cameron and Sloane are walking together during the parade. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're talking about, like, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do after this year. And she's like, college. And he says, yeah, but to do what? She asks him, like, what are you interested in? He goes, nothing. Nothing. I feel that. It's hard. Like, I had no idea what I was going to do when I was graduating. I just sort of was letting life happen. Um, And I I think I get it is very emotional. The moment when Cameron uh, finally decides that he's going to stand up against his dad. Um, I I quoted it on my um, Facebook page when I was watching the movie the most recent time. Um, but the, the line that he says when he says that he's not, I'm not going to sit on, I'm not going to sit on my ass as the events that affect me unfold to determine the course of my life. Like, I like that. I like that. I yeah. really like that. And like that's what that's 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 what this decision is coming to. Um there's a moment in the script. Uh Ferris's monologue in the beginning is much much longer. But there's a moment in that script where he talks about how like you can't just like pick a day and arbitrarily decide that you're going to play hooky because um by the middle of the day you're just going to be bored on your butt at home and and going to wish you went to school because your friends are all like hanging out and having fun. Um, and, and there's a, there's a line that he says where he's like, uh, I, there have been days where I've, I've stayed home where I've ditched and then I found myself doing homework. And he's like, how weird is that? Uh, but he, so he's talking about like, you have to plan these things out. Like you have to be prepared. And it is while he's doing his tinkering when he's tying stuff up, um, and, and getting prepared. Um, he says basically like, like you've got to, you've got to be, like you've got to plan it all out. You've got to be ready for that day off. Like you've got to make the most of it so that like by the time you get home, you don't feel like, Oh, I I could have done something better with my day. Um, and, and I think, I think taking that, um, and just seeing like how he's got all the pre-recorded messages on everyone's machines and how he's got the doorbell rig set up so that it'll play through the intercom system. Whenever someone rings the doorbell, when he's not actually at home and like just the elaborate nature of like his preparation, like the stuff that must've happened before the movie starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that even though there are two different antagonists that are after Ferris in this movie, 
the 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 trio of them are completely oblivious to all of it. Like they're just having a good time in Chicago, and Rooney is dealing with like it, it's it's really interesting because the plot sort of meanders for them. I was asking my mom like, can you remember the order that they do their the the things that they do in Chicago? Like I've watched it a lot recently. And I still don't know if I could put it in exactly the right order because I don't think it matters the order that they're doing those things. It's just, they're just having a good time because the forward motion of the plot is, like, all in Rooney and Jeannie. Right. Um, what they're dealing with because Rooney knowing something, he's up to something and yeah. he's trying to catch him up and uh, get to the bottom of... of mm-hmm. The, the, why he's not going to school and his absences and all that stuff. The and, conflict. The conflicts in the movie are people that recognize that Ferris isn't the golden boy that everyone thinks he is. No, that he's just a, he's, he's a kind of lying and uh, using deceptive means to uh, get out of school. But he's this really like, the thing is that, but, but, but Ferris and it's Matthew Broderick's performance, but it's the way he's written too. Like Ferris is, is the person that everybody likes. Like I, there are moments where it feels like he's taking it too far. Um, I well, the Abe Froman scene, I think particularly mm-hmm. he, he pushes his luck a bit, but he's not malicious in any way. It all comes from like a, it, it all seems to come from like a pure hearted place. Like, um, when he's talking to the the high schoolers on the phone, he's kind of like playing with them. I uh, I would be more alleviated to know what kind of student he is academically. He's he's missed school nine times this semester, which shows a lot in uh. But your, it is his in final grade, semester of of like his being being year. a senior year and um. I think Rooney Rooney doesn't seem to want Rooney wants to hold him back because he's Ferris Bueller and because he's playing hooky. Uh, I don't I don't it and doesn't because seem he has to be nine like absences. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be that it's it's not because he's failing. It's because he's got absences. Well, I, I'm just pointing out the fact that he tells his mother he has nine absences and she is oblivious to the fact because he has been playing hooky. Because he's not been every playing... time. Not every time has it been like him talking to his exactly convincing his mother he, he performs inception on his parents too so because they tell him he's got to stay home because he's like i have a test to go take yeah so so he's his he's already lied enough to his parents where he's been absent from school nine different times throughout the semester uh and they have no idea that that's happened and i think that's nine times prior to this so this would be his 10th time uh and which is a lot of absences. And I know nowadays and when I was in school, there's definitely rules against having a certain amount of absences mm. uh, that you would get in a heavy trouble. Your parents would get in a lot of trouble I bet, um, and that I kind bet, of thing. But I don't think it was like that. I bet Ferris is the kind of student that like, I'm sure his grades are fine. And it's still because he's just the most charming freaking kid imaginable. Like, like, I did well in school and I had good grades. And so I, there were definitely moments where I was that like, oh, I like my homework. I left my, my stuff at home or blah, blah, blah. And teachers were like, oh, you're fine. Like, I know that you know this stuff or whatever. Like, I, I, I barely did homework. Um, 
and I was able to get good grades because like I I at least like knew what I was talking about in class and my test scores were good. Mm-hmm. And and like I bet you he's the kind of person that could just like skate by and then do okay on a test and and charm a teacher into making sure that like his grades are fine. That's not necessarily a good thing. Uh I don't think I think it's a different it's just a different type of intelligence, right? I don't I don't necessarily think that he's like a manipulative like he's not like a a villain. Character. No, I I like Ferris. I like Matthew Broderick a lot. I think Matthew Broderick is adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh he's very likable. Uh he's definitely someone you'd want to be his friend, but at the same time it just it just uh they think th- people skirting by on essentially their personalities for people like me who have personality disorders is exactly why people like me like have problems with people like that (laughs) (laughs) it's because like everything came easy to you you're liked nothing is is questioned about you you're gonna get far in life where people who have a hard time it's they see that and they wish they could be that way but they can't i can't be that likable charming person because it's not in me to do that because of my personality different people that have different you know different strengths and different things right like i don't think i don't think that ferris would be like a i don't think he would be like a bad student like failing classes and things like that like he doesn't strike me as like right and he no but i think it says something to his character to have to to be a liar to his parents for them not to know that he's been absent this long and to play hooky multiple times never you've never played you never played hooky no, I didn't actually. Do you know the one time I skipped school was a thing called Senior Ditch Day. Oh. I played hooky one day cuz for Senior Ditch Day cuz that's like a like a what's the word? Like a tradition yeah. type of thing. But that's literally the only time I ever did. So I did I, I, school. That, that may seem unusual, like, I, and I can tell you thought that was unusual because it looks like you're about to share some moments in which you did school. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, I did school, but it was not. Um, I didn't have to like. F- there were days that I like fake. My mom always knew if I was faking sick, right? Mm-hmm. Which Ferris understands the in the script he's like you can't well e- even in the movie you can't fake a fever because if they if you get a nervous parent they're gonna take you to the doctor but in the in the script he says that hip uh, parents are hip to like fake fe- phony fevers and things so you have to be more clever than that and I just but I did do well in school and mm-hmm. so um, if I didn't want to go if I had a day where I didn't feel like we were doing a lot and I just wasn't feeling if I'd like just, I, my I could convince my mom to let me stay home. Um, and because my grades were good, it, she kind of accepted it. And so I did have days where I was just kind of lazy at home and bumming around and doing my own thing, which I loved. Well, I had good grades too, but I don't know. I think it just depends on like, I, so there's all, it's an all, it's all sorts of things, right? Like I'm not like charming my parents into like thinking that I'm, I don't know. I don't know. But like. It has a lot to do about upbringing and class. Oh yeah, and we'll and talk about a lot that. of we'll stuff like that. that it's just, it's really difficult because it's stuff like this that kind of makes me really apparent about my old fashionedness in my head and how I believe things should be and things should how people should act and conduct themselves. And it's a, uh, 
I realize it's not a very popular opinion to have, but that's the way I was raised, and it's oh, a, sure. it's a really old fashioned way of thinking. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. It it just seems very. Uh, if this was like a one time deal, if the the absent thing wasn't there, it would be a different story. But there's nine. No, I think absences. I think what makes I think what makes it work is that like Ferris is experience. No, it's not. This isn't the first time he's doing this. This is the last time he's doing this. So that makes it better. And and I think it's well no no the I reason say that it works the reason that it works is because like <laughs> like he has the know how to like manipulate the game like the the phone gags wouldn't work if it was the first time he'd ever done it before. no 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 he's showing an extreme amount of uh, cunning and uh, intelligence and uh, I'm gonna say the thought of how wonderful he would do in a field in which that stuff could be used legitimately as like a profession or if all that effort could be spent towards something better like He's your 18. school and that's an excuse why one of the things one of the other things we'll have to talk about a lot that comes up in the script is like a lot of the um there's a lot that gets lost in the movie, uh-huh. and it's um, a lot that got cut out. I think that I think that the book I'm reading says that he shot a million feet of film. Whoa! Wow, that's that's re that's crazy. That's um, really crazy. And 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 then it was left. And with then like they how cut much? with they he at the last. I think he cut at least an extra hour from like what was going to be the final cut of the movie. Oh my gosh! And um you lose a lot of like Ferris is on the doorstep of becoming an adult and he recognizes that. Mm -hmm. Um, He talks about how his mom has, um, it was like a hippie in her days, but she's not anymore. (laughs) And, and he talks about how, like if she listens to any of that music anymore, she's not hearing the music. She's hearing nostalgia. Like that's her drug. And, and he recognizes that like, Oh, and, and one day like that'll be mine too. Like that, he's at this moment where like he does have to sh- grow up and this is the last kind of hurrah right instead of this being like a big party movie like project x style like we're graduating Ugh. let's fuck shit up this is a movie yeah, let's about destroy like property and- let's i'm we're going to go and like have a nice day in chicago and and on another level of that it's uh i'm going to help I'm going to I'm going to bring my friend out and show him that like he can have a good time and that he can like take control of the things in his life. No, I I'm not disagreeing with that. I know. That. I know. I like and it's that. weird. It's weird. It's weird because if you're going to do a um, senior ditch day, you don't do it by yourself. You have other people oh, with yeah. you. I yeah. I had I, when I did mine, I had at least like three other people with me. And so I think um but it was also the only time I ever ditched in my whole life, so I don't know. Yeah. I kind of want to like just keep hammering at this like I don't want to feel like we're going to be butting heads about this. <laughs> I I think me and you have a different uh perspective with youth and I school. I think I'm a I think 
I have, um, I think I'm more forgiving because it is a movie. And you're like, you can't do that in real life. And I'm like, well, this isn't real life. Well, I understand that it's a movie. And I'm not saying that you can't do that in real life. Or, I mean, nothing seems like I don't it's think fantasy. I've ever known no, anyone no, nothing, who actually can, like, nothing in just Ferris. skate by the way Ferris does. Right? Nothing like, in Ferris seems like it's... The world doesn't really work that way. Well, that's why I made the joke, like, off mic. I'm like, oh, his white privilege is showing. Because he has a lot of money. He's we'll, a white, we'll, we'll he's a white guy it. who's, uh... Like, if some uh, person of color, like, did what he did, it, would, it wouldn't be the same thing that would happen. Like, for one, it wouldn't happen because you don't, you don't get that portrayal, especially in the 80s, of, like, a well-to-do uh, African-American family. I don't think the movie would have been as successful back in 1986. I don't think it would have been as successful. I think, I think if you have the right people cast, I think you could absolutely make the same movie. Now? Yeah, you could totally. But not then. Not in 1986. I don't think. I just, I think, I, I, he has a lot of, uh, and, th- and that's another thing. He has, uh, he has a lot, he does a lot of things that cost a lot of money. He goes to that game. He goes to the, the museum. That's he true. does a lot of stuff. And, uh, I, I believe what, there's yeah, a scene. Yeah, we never talk about like how much money he spends. He spends a lot of money and it's on his dad's credit card. And I'm just like, that's awful. Like, like you're stealing what do you mean so it's on his dad's credit card there's a deleted scene or there's something that i heard in which the the like the, the scene that you're supposed to see is how he's able to fund this is that it's got to be his dad's credit card his family's credit card because how else he's not stealing it you can't just walk into the baseball game and go to a baseball game you can't just walk at the museum and go to the museum i assume I he has his dad's credit card honestly legitimately believe that Ferris can get away with anything. Like, that's the way that, that he's his character is portrayed in this movie. Like, when when Cameron says that he's going to be a fry cook on Venus, I don't think that's a, that's a diss at his character in any way. I feel like... <laughs> okay. I feel like he, he... I think that he could... Like, if we were shown it... I think that we could, like, you could have a movie of him just, like, talking his way through everything. Like, Ferris Bueller is, like, the ultimate con man character without, without them, like, giving him that. Um, yeah, there's absolutely, like, different, different ways that you could, like, show who he, I think he could, I think that the way that he's portrayed in this movie suggests that he could, he could, like, just walk. I'm sure he could just walk into a baseball game. He'll sweet talk that I mean, whoever. He, and like, he I, obviously doesn't sweet talk everybody because Rooney calls him out on his BS. Like, Rooney knows what's going on. And you say, oh, he's going after him because he's Ferris. I'm like, no. Well, he's going after him because he's the principal of a school. He's not when, the principal. He's not the principal? Not then what the is principal. he? He's the, the vice dean principal? of students. High schools don't have dean of students. I know, but that's what his plaque says. Okay, so it it says okay. Normally, deans. I'm pretty a sure college is, a, is a dean sure. the equivalent of a of a principal for a college. I'm like, pretty sure. Aren't you in charge? It says he's the dean of students. Okay, but doesn't that make you in charge? I think school? he's management, but I don't think he's the principal. If he's the principal, he can't just spend the whole day gallivanting around after after Ferris Bueller. He's what got else is the principal doing. The, the res- he's got a responsibility to the freaking like running the school. That's what a secretary is for. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think being a principal is that hard. <laughs> Can't be that hard. 
I don't know if he's the principal. We'll have to find out right now. I'm like, what? High schools don't have deans, do they? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. This like, is these just, are these I are all assumed, just things that we're gonna have to talk about. I assumed he was it. the principal. I don't think he's the principal because he's the one calling. Well, the principal wouldn't call, but he's that would be like some other person. But he seems higher up than just some anybody if he has a secretary. So I don't know. That's weird. Now I'm just confused. Even if he was the principal, I don't think that. I don't think that it's a good use of his day to be. It's chasing not Ferris a good use of his day, but it is like uh, he does have a point. I don't think it's even his responsibility to be. Ch- Ferris Bueller has missed nine days of school. You call truant police or something. <laughs> or he's not nine in a row. No, it's as, as dean nine of in a students, row. Ed Rooney. So what is, what does that mean? To me, I feel like a dean has got to be the equivalent of uh, the equivalent of a principal. I don't think so. Really? I don't know. I've never dealt with a dean of students. <laughs> it's either a principal or a vice principal. That's what you get. So that's weird to me. It says, in academic administration, such as colleges or universities, a dean is the person with the specific authority over a specific academic unit or a specific area of concern or both. Deans are occasionally found in middle schools and high schools as well. So you have like the principal who's like the head of the entirety of the school of the school. Um, and then you have like the dean of students and he uh, he is in charge effectively in well, charge see, of like then he's in charge of the students being there yeah, yeah which that's why he's on him like okay mm-hmm. like if it, it shows badly on them and on the school the school gets fines and well, yeah uh, and i'm sure that he's been playing hooky when that all happens. through high school like this yeah, is so this is something that he's, he's the bane well of his job it. yeah so it's, it's it's to be understanding, to be like, look, like your kid has missed nine days of school, especially how frustrating it is just to, for the mother to be like, oh, well, he hasn't missed that many days of school because she doesn't know. And he's like, oh, of course you don't know because yeah. because, because he's been skipping school. He's been skipping school. He li- like, Kids lie. Freaking high school kids lie, mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, it, you know, obviously. Obviously. So it's, it just looks really bad. Kind of does. From 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 being a professional standpoint, I'd be very frustrated to be Rooney to know that like there's like literally one kid that's causing me the most ire in my job. Mm-hmm. The you last thing be- I want is fifteen hundred Ferris Bueller disciples running around these. Halls. Yeah, no, you don't. No, you don't, because that would be awful. So I don't. And then it looks just it just looks bad with the way he's manipulating his parents and uh, lying to them about the absences and oh. Let me, there are plenty of occasions where I've, like, lied to my parents. I don't think that that's, like, an uncommon thing. This doesn't mean it's a good, just because no. it's not uncommon no. doesn't mean it's a good no, but thing. No, I'm, but I'm not. <sighs> the way you say it, that's the only reason why I get frustrated is because the way you say things makes it seem like because it's a very, like, common thing that it's okay. No, no, I'm not. It's the, a thing the, that happens. The, yes, yes, yes. And I think that I, this isn't this isn't shining a light on like whether or not this behavior. But the movie is not intended to shine a light on whether or not this behavior is good or bad. It's just no. like this is a thing that happens. Uh, and I think. Well, we gotta analyze it, right? I, well, yeah, but <laughs> but 
I, I think we tend to butt heads because, um, because Mary, because it feels like you, you think that characters should be like shining examples of moral goodness. Not necessarily shining examples of moral goodness, but you reanalyze it. I'm analyzing. This is me analyzing this person to a psychological degree. Because I like psychology and I find human behavior and uh, that kind of stuff to be very interesting. It is why I've read Helter Skelter and I find uh, true, crime, uh, true crime dramas very interesting. It's a... Uh, why do people do the things that they do? What kind of background they come from? And whether you come from a good background or a bad background, does it really truly matter? Nurture versus nature. Sure. All that kind of stuff. I like analyzing the psychology of things. So I am just analyzing Ferris as a, on a psychological level. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like... I feel like the dynamic... I, I feel like it ends up... I feel like I have to, like, defend Ferris to you. I love Ferris. Like I said, I would want to be his friend. He's a cool guy. Uh, I just don't think he's the best... It's the whole, like, uh... No, I like no, my coworker. No, he's here's, a cool person, but he's say, a terrible worker. It's... It's... Um... Because sometimes I feel like when you, when you... When you... When you talk about, like... It, it feels like you're, like, looking down your nose at him. <laughs> And I think that's why I feel like I have to be defensive. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, like, like, it's just going like, to happen. Like, like, I'm, just... like, I think I'm better than him. Yeah. Oh, Which, definitely. That's not a good thing for him to be doing that to his parents. Like, he should know better. Like, Victoria. Well, it's, well, it's not. <laughs> well, yeah, but but it definitely gives you, like, a kind of superiority thing. And I think it's funny. Oh, my God. It's, it's definitely not I think a good that's thing the to thing. do to the parents. I feel like, I, I feel like, I feel like it, it, it makes it sound like you think yourself superior in some way. And I'm just like, oh, like, I don't think that no, we should I lied. be judging I, like that. I definitely I mean. lied to my mother. Like, I, I can't say parents because sure. I really didn't have a dad in my life. But uh, yeah. I definitely lied to my mom. But not very often. My mom uh, scared the crap out of me and made yeah, it seem no. like no matter what, she'd find out what I was doing. So, so I was so very careful. That's I why know. I think I think that's why this works as a John Hughes movie. Because what John, what John Hughes does is uh, adults are all kind of just oblivious and incompetent um in every sense right in most of the movies that's so why i like genie because genie doesn't go for his bs no but but genie does I have a genie. very nice like sister moment when she yes. when she that is a very good moment i like that moment when she when she indulges his lie in order to like one up rooney at the end just because um, the, the the higher enemy is yeah. is Rooney. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> screw that guy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean he breaks into their fucking house. That's No, yeah, he definitely shouldn't break into their house. <laughs> no. That's uh, going way too far. Also, um I, I, I okay, I want to talk about it because I just been watching this movie over and over again and we'll talk about it later. But like when the, the first guy drops off flowers at the house and Rooney like is holding the flowers like and then he like why do the flowers make the dog pass out? Like the dog is now sleeping and he's able to sneak by or whatever. Like he puts the dog to sleep. I guess it depends on what kind of flowers they are. Unless he like knocked the poor thing unconscious with the flower pot. Do you see a broken flower? I don't pot? know. I don't know. <laughs> I that was literally like I have never thought that in my life before oh, until no. until I was watching the movie last night. That's not good. I know. That guy is such a creep. He is. He's <laughs> such a creep. 
He's such a creep. Um, now, is, is, this is not like a sympathy for Rooney thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, as I said, his his job has got to be like tough. Oh, I believe it. And it's got to be even made tougher with someone like Ferris. Yeah. But he does go too far. He so, does. like, a couple of times. Oh, yeah, that it's sure. just like, dude... Literally, this is, like this isn't worth it. You're you're going above and beyond your job, and they're not paying you to go to this to this extent. Just pass the buck and make make it someone else's problem. Like Grace, go figure out where Ferris is. Right, like make it Grace's problem. <laughs> Call the truant officers, like you said. Like do do something, anything else. Like if this is really that, I mean, and then be glad that this, he's graduating and he's gonna be out of your hair. Yeah. Like. Why want to keep him back? Like, sure, it sounds good. Like, oh, yeah, I'll get him by keeping him back. But then he's just going to be there. Now you have to deal with him for another semester. Yeah, do you really want that? Like, Uh nah, get him out. Get him out of there. (laughs) It's just like, let him go. And then, like, you'll be fine. Like, you know. At this point, I just feel like he should lose his job. Like, nah, you broke into some person's house. Mm-hmm. You left school property for like who knows how long. For like the entire day. Gosh darn day. I don't know if that's allowed. The whole day. Uh, that's too long. Like I'm pretty sure. Well, that's way too long to be gone. And yeah, he left after worrying like, about one student. You have other students to worry about. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many kids are in that school, but enough. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Ah, wow, that's a good decent. It's a decent sized high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have like a like fourteen ninety nine students to worry about. <laughs> fourteen hundred ninety nine students. Go worry about them and their absences. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't know either. It's weird. Uh, I love this movie, Victoria. I know you do. I talked to my mom today. Uh, she said that she wanted to be on Ferris Bueller Minute. <laughs> and I was like, let's do a bonus episode. And then we talked for like an hour and a half. So is that going to be like a, a Patreon episode? I don't think I'm going to put any of the Ferris Bueller content on Patreon. Oh. Because it's Harry Potter Minute. And I don't want to rebrand the Harry Potter Minute Patreon page into something else. Like I want it to just stay patreon.com slash hpminute. And, and that's it's weird to point people at the Harry Potter Minute Patreon page for Ferris Bueller content. So I think that we might I might drop bonus episodes just like on weekends on the main feed on top of the actual show. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. I haven't decided yet. Because now we're going to have... Uh, we have a pilot that we recorded months ago. And then um, and then this is probably going to drop at some point. Um, so for, for those of you listening, this is, this is the Harry Potter... And I, for those of you listening, this is the Ferris Bueller Minute Off... In Minute Zero... Minute zero. Minute zero. Uh, we're 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 gearing up to start recording for the show proper, and uh, I took a bunch of notes to get ready for this, and then I wasn't as prepared as I thought it was going to be. Uh, when we started recording, I was just like, "Oh wait, there's so much more I want to talk about than what I have in my notebook right now." Um, I think Ferris Bueller minute episodes will be long. Um, I'm not sure what our recording schedule is going to be quite yet, but we're planning on being a daily show Monday through Friday, just like Harry Potter minute was. Um, and, and we might have a handful of these bonus episodes because I really enjoyed recording with my mom and that might happen again if, if people enjoy listening to it. Cause right. <laughs> talking to my mom about movies is like something that's gone. Like we've always been 
having those kind of conversations. Um, the the I nerd that episodes that you and I do for the for the Harry on the Harry Potter Minute Wiki or mm-hmm. uh, Patreon page. Uh-huh. Um, those are the kinds of conversations I've been having with my mom since I was a child. <laughs> uh, just Aww. like, oh my god, have you been watching this? And did you see that person? And what do you feel? And so just kind of like hyper analyzing those. Um, so I might do another one with her. I haven't decided yet, but she seemed open to it, and I think that'd be exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you like Victoria and I. You like our uh, bickering that happens occasionally. <laughs> you should follow us at uh, FerrisBuellerMinute.com. We're, we're part of the Dueling Genre family, along with uh, our other show, Harry Potter Minute, Lord of the Rings Minute, Toy Story Minute, Spider-Man Minute, Back to the Future Minute. Uh, there's a new show that's starting right now called Calling, Calling BS <laughs> with Brandon and Scott. Um, there is, um, I think... I already like the title of that. Yeah, Calling BS. <laughs> Me too. There's a bunch of other shows that I don't know if I should announce yet or not. Cornetto Minute's coming. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute's coming. Uh, and you did say that was the original, like, 1990s... Yeah. Like, movies. Yeah. So, lots to talk about there. So join us over at DuelingGenre.com and uh, come back June 19th for Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. I still need a f***ing sign off. <laughs> for the longest time, you always told me it was going to be Donkey Shane. So. I know, but I... Now, now, now you're like... It's just because it's all season, first season of Harry Potter, like, we had to keep telling the guests, like, we wrap up the show by saying Mischief Managed, and I, I feel like... Um, Sometimes it feels like, it doesn't feel like pulling teeth, but it feels, I don't know. Is it tedious? I think that as we get later into that show, it'll be more and more, um, like a regular thing. Like, right, by the time we do like two, three seasons of it, like, we'll just say Mischief Managed at the end, and I don't think we'll have to tell anybody that that's what we do. I mean, technically you don't have to do that now. Not everyone's listening to us. If I just said Mischief Managed at the end of an episode... I don't know. Now it all has this inflection all the darn time that you do. That's the Mogwai Minute inflection. Well, it's, like, it's okay. Star Wars Minute. And the Star Wars Minute. Is where it came from. Um, Donkashane. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs>